0: talk with me garage guy we've got a freshly shaven dale tanhart in the house pretty face it's so nice and we got uh the man himself just signed a deal with gms racing truck series uh soon to be craftsman man uh it is raja karuth in the building garage talk. We've been trying to make this one happen for a while, so uh, we're going to have some fun. We're going to learn a lot about Raja today. We're going to learn what kind of razor Dale uses to shave his face clean. And, um, and, and, and yeah, lots to talk about. Well, I will tell you this much, Dale. I know you probably have some things to say about our good friends at Hooters. Are you excited to get wing sauce on your clean face now?
1: Yeah, well, look, the beard's going to be back. And, yeah, before we get into all this, don't forget, Hooters is. A dream during football season, just like it is for racing season. It's for race day. It's for game day. Don't forget promo code garage guys saves you $10 on any dine and order $40 or more. Tell them dine and Dale sent you, you know, we're going to, I feel like we've beaten this to death and I think we should beat it to death one more time. Uh, we should start out by asking Raja. I just want to make sure uh, we had Blaney on the show a couple days ago. You don't eat. Wings with a fork and knife, do you? Just we have to know.
2: Up. No, but I'm a I like chicken fingers better.
1: You're chicken okay. fingers. A, That's, guy. Fair. That's fair. Okay.
2: Oh, question. I know Hooters, y'all obviously have a partnership with them. For since I'm a I'm a bachelor, right? For business purposes, what is a better place to go? Hooters or Twin Peaks? Or is there another
1: it's just Hooters and, everywhere? Any okay. restaurant is Hooters. I think I think Hooters does have this is unbiased. I think Hooters does have the best experience when it comes to the food, quality of the food, and the quality of the experience you get as well. Like, and honestly, it's very unbiased. It's I very think nice. that's yes. And you can save money by going and and using our promo code too. So you add that on top of it, you save money along yep. with the experience. You get everything you can ask for at Hooters.
0: It is that's right. Garage guys, ten dollars off any thirty dollar or more order. When you use promo code Garage Guys, and you ready for fine print, Raja? I got some fine print. That fine valid, valid participating locations for delivery and care orders only thirty dollars or more. That was fine print. Yeah, what he what you said. Yeah, yeah. for legal purposes. but enough enough of a, a, a fine print, but never enough of Hooters. But we got to talk about you, Raja. Uh, it is uh, it's been a, a an awesome news week for you. Uh, You have just signed with GMS racing, if not what I feel one of the, if not the top of the line truck team in the craftsman truck series. This is a big move. You're going to be in the 24. Just start us off. Just how did all this get put together? How are you feeling? I mean, I thought you had on a turtleneck when we first got on the show. I thought you had the turtleneck and chain. You were feeling yourself. It was just, like, to the top. You know what I mean? It's never a bad look. I love it. But but how, how are you feeling, man?
2: Uh, I'm not out of the woods yet, bro, because I still got finals.
0: Um, oh. Yeah. College.
2: Yeah. See, base, all right. Hear me out. Okay. Basically, well, I guess the answer your question Yes, it's been a great week professionally, but um, it's just miles is hard, man. School is hard, but uh, okay, I'll answer your question. So (laughs) it's been a very busy last uh, two weeks, I would say. This whole honestly, the last month from signing to uh, keeping it under wraps as much as possible, even though it still somehow got leaked to um, really the process of venue for the announcement and getting all the details lined up paint scheme all well, the fun parts of like paint schemes and fire suits and stuff and colorways um it's been very stressful but it's great to finally have it done and honestly back earlier this year when i started to like get my hit the ground running you know in the ARCA stuff and then with the handful of xfinity races and the truck races like petty gms and gms were like really the first like legitimate you know, outreach in terms of, like, showing interest, you know, in, in me as a driver, not kind of a situation where they can benefit for, like, if I can bring sponsorship money or, like, what I can bring for the team. It was, it was a situation of we want you and we're going to do all in our power to make that happen, and uh, that is why they were at the top of the list. You know, that's why I'm driving for them.
1: Yeah, it's awesome seeing what GMS has done, not just on the truck side but the cup side as well. I saw on Twitter the other day that you took a picture with uh, old seven time Jimmy Johnson. How was that experience getting to know him a little bit? And were you a Jimmy Johnson fan growing up? Yeah, bro. All
2: right. So look, so this is this is what happened. We, I got my hair cut that morning, and so I was running a little behind because I just didn't manage my time well. That's one of my New Year's resolutions. So we know all about that. Yes. So so, uh, we. I was walking in like through the building or whatever. And then Dana, who uh, works for, for Chevrolet and GM subtly said that Jimmy was here. I was like, J- 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 the, the like the goat, like James, Jimmy Johnson. And she was like, yeah. And bro, I'm not going to lie. I definitely almost cried when I see him in person because I was like, there's no way that this is like happening right now. Um, and so I, I went to the bath. Like nobody knows this. Um, but breaking
1: was, news I, on Garage Talk.
2: Breaking, breaking news. I definitely went to the bathroom and it was just like, "Um, you know, y'all don't know that SpongeBob caveman me. Dale
0: Dalewood, yes. he was a big SpongeBob. Yes. It was a little before oh, yeah. my time.
2: So that was that was me in the bathroom. There, I I can't disclose my emotions in the restroom, but I left out there ready to roll. It was great because Jimmy Johnson was my favorite driver growing up. I dressed up as him for Halloween when I was seven. Seven? seven I have nine,
0: to see two. that picture. I need a picture of that. Uh, uh
2: Yeah, it's on, I'll send you all of them. On, I put one of them on Twitter. Um, like, I remember watching him win every single championship from when I was, like, here to, like, my – because I've been the same height since I was, like, 15. So, uh, I remember – every single one of one of his championships and to be in any way affiliated with him, let alone like have be able to rely on him and get the advice from, in my opinion, the greatest of all time. uh, it's really special.
1: Dude, I got to say that I think that's really cool. Sorry, Chase. I have to have to admit that I, I resonate with you because so I wasn't a Jimmy Johnson fan. I actually was a Jimmy Johnson hater because I was a Jeff Gordon fan and a Dale Earnhardt Jr. fan. Earlier this year at Talladega, look. he this is won, what he I did, was going to talk he about. You want too much. He won too much. But I, I have to admit as well that I, I, I resonate with you because I met Dale Jr. for the first time at Talladega. Um, shook hands with him and talked to him for a good, good minute. And I will not disclose my emotions I had in the RV, but it was probably similar to the emotions you had when you met Jimmy Johnson. So I feel you 110% on that. Yeah, I was there
0: for that. That's exactly what I was going to bring up. I was like, I, I think I've kind of seen – this story play out and maybe a sense if you and Dale kind of had the same experience, but there, I I think it's always amazing when you get to meet your heroes and you get to kind of be, and especially dude, for you to get to work, with them is is even more of an incredible thing right yeah mind-blowing dude and so jimmy getting involved with petty this year too like that was already a big news break so it just it couldn't have worked out more perfect and i'm just i'm stoked for you that like you get all of that packaged in kind of this one thing man it's going to be huge because we're big truck night in america guys so obviously it brings more electricity to truck night now and then with Jimmy being a part of it, GMS being a part of it, it couldn't be a better time uh, for all of this to be going down. But I do, uh, we'll, we'll keep rolling into this. So just a little bit for your backstory, in case anybody watching doesn't really know a lot about Raja. Obviously, you you kind of started your career path through this through uh, I racing. Is that is that correct?
2: Yeah, I. Uh, <clears throat> the only reason why I started racing was because because of the game of video games. So I grew up in DC um, and I was the biggest NASCAR fan in probably the DMV because there's not really that many racing people in that, especially in DC proper. And so for me, I mean, I had no options, no connections. So I raced like NASCAR 15 on PlayStation, then moved to iRacing um, when I was a sophomore in high school, which is, this is kind of funny. So Summer 2018, I had a summer job or my second ever summer job, and I had I ran track at the time, so I had track workouts, and then in between those two things, I would be on uh, my rig. So my whole summer, surprisingly, where like a lot of my friends would like be going out and stuff, it just at times I'll be like, damn, this is kind of lame, you know, because I'm I'm not like going out and doing stuff, but I was just on my rig or I say rig. It was really my school laptop. I connected HDMI to like a 20-inch TV and put it on on my desk with a $80 thruster master wheel, and that was my rig for a good two years. So that's how it started.
0: Um, We call that the Timmy Timmy Special. Yeah, I was saying we call it the the Timmy. You know what I'm talking about, right?
2: Yes, that's exactly
1: that's kind of like this is kind of it's similar to how my this is my i-racing rig right here i just put my steering wheel back up on a very shaky desk as you can see right here i'm i'm an amateur though you know did
0: you ever use this as a steering wheel this this Uh, playstation 2 controller
2: yes Oh, not the ps2 the ps3
0: okay yeah okay see uh, yeah i'm an old guy i'm realizing this now a lot more in my life (laughs)
1: Yeah, I I was curious about your perspective because I grew up – so we grew up in the deep south. I grew up in south Mississippi. Um, I got about –
2: I'm sorry. What's that? I I have no clue where that is. I'm sorry.
1: South Mississippi. New Orleans I'm not surprised. That's where we're we're from. From New Orleans area. Anyway. I, uh, wow. They just threw shade in Mississippi like that. How are we going to Yeah, you know, I, I said I New Orleans,
0: like... he didn't throw shade there. So shout out to Louisiana. That's where we're from, baby. That's how we do it.
1: But I was going to, I was wondering how your experience was growing up in DC, which is, as you kind of said, not really like a NASCAR market. I grew up in South Mississippi. I got about five years on you on age. And I grew up in the deep South with no friends that like NASCAR. So I wonder how that is, how that was for you growing up in a slightly different time, slightly different era, in a market where NASCAR—I don't—I I don't know if it was non existent, but certainly not as popular as it would be in the South.
2: Uh, I mean, that's a good question, man. I—it was literally only me. Like, there was a point in time that I definitely got picked on for being the only kid that like, like you know, cared about and and cared about racing, and so that was kind of a little difficult at times, but that kind of just made my passion for it and interest for it, like, even more stronger, just because, like, it just made my obsession grow even more. Um, and then for me, like, I was – a and I'm still a pretty reserved dude, but I was a reserved kid, so, you know, I, I wasn't the one to really go and hang out a lot of times. So a lot of the times I would just leave uh, school, get on the train, get home, and come to watch, you know, Xfinity or Cup practice or – um just play playstation and just taking as much
0: as i could i love that's that. really cool that's great insight you talk about the train too i miss riding train i lived in new york for like a year so nice. i used to love riding the train you were do you it, i think from what i've read you lived in brooklyn for a while as well right yeah Shout but I was,
2: to it. I was like little little though but my sister was born there so okay. but i don't I know me man um I mean, I took the train to school every day, either the train or the bus. It just, you know, especially if it was cold. Put
0: perspective and view, like really, like if you're growing up in a big area like that. I feel like can give you a lot because like Dale and I, we grew up in more smaller towns, obviously. Right. So for me, I always wanted to be in this big, giant city like my whole life. Like that's where I wanted to be. That's where everything was, you know. So you kind of get that. Basically, you had that. So coming from that right there, I mean, it's just the exposure, the things you're exposed to in larger cities, man, I just feel like it's definitely a whole new vibe and can open your world up in a lot of different ways too, which is a good thing.
2: I I agree so much. You just, you get opened up to so many different um, people of different like backgrounds, ethnicities and cultures. So, you know, it makes it so that if you stay in that place for your whole life, you're always prepared to travel elsewhere and interact in different environments. Um And honestly, I'm a big comic book or superhero nerd. So I definitely felt like, like, have you seen the animated Spider-Verse movie?
0: Um, uh, I've watched the one with Miles uh, yeah. as Spider-Man. So I went and yeah. took my son to see that one in theaters. That was a great dude. It was so good. Like it honestly, like, I don't know if it won awards, but I feel like it should have for an animated yeah, film.
2: 1000%. So I don't know how this comes across as, but I, a lot of times, like, I felt like him, like, like taking the train and just, like, being with my headphones on just, like, in my own world. Yeah. So, I was – it's pretty crazy, like, how, like I said, like being an inner city kid and now, like, living in North Carolina and kind of traveling across the country is pretty insane.
1: Yeah. I want to know – fast thing. I'm not a big – I'm not a big Marvel guy, I will say that. So, what I'm going to do is shift the conversation to something that I am interested <laughs> in and wondering if you're interested in, which is – Washington is a great sports town. Um, You got the Wizards and obviously you have the Commanders, uh, the Nationals. Did you grow up interested in in sticking ball sports? And what's like your biggest fandom that you have in the city? So, yeah, so
2: actually I ran track. I played basketball and soccer. I was honestly like I won a handful of like uh, like conference awards, like throughout my time on track. So if I didn't race, I would have. I mean, I, I guess it would have done something speed related, but, um, to be honest, I was a big, and I still am a big stick and ball sport guy. Wizards are my favorite team. Love them to death. Um, and it was a great like couple of years where like the mystics won, the capitals won and the nationals and like a three year, three or four year span. And like, that was when I was like at the end of high school. So like I could, I could go and do things. And so the city was very lit when, you know, they won. Um, the so Wizards and the Commanders, you know, not so much in the last a little bit, but it's it'll be a time for that at some point. And uh, yeah, I'm a big, big stick and ball sport guy. And uh, as most cities go through, there's ups and downs. There's good teams and bad teams, or good eras and bad eras. Um, And honestly, I'll transition to say I think I'm the best. Or I know I'm the best basketball player in the top three series of NASCAR. So
1: okay. And, Dude, all right, we'll have to put that. We'll have to test that at we some point. We need to point. test this theory, yeah, up. because now,
0: now you've got me wanting to make a basketball tournament
1: amongst us. Hey, I used to be a good basketball player too. I, I, if I got, if I lost about thirty pounds, I could probably hoop with you and, and keep up, maybe. <laughs> Big ankle I, high sock guy. Oh yeah.
2: Man, that's fundamentals right there. That's bank shot in the corner.
1: That's exactly- I used, dude. I w- when I played every day, I I was called uh, Ginobili. Everybody oh, said my. I was like Manu, yeah, which I'm not a Spurs guy, but c- couldn't you see it? I need a little bit of a receding hairline, though.
2: <laughs> I, I was going there, but. I'm more of the Rodman type. I hate, yeah.
1: I hated the Spurs, so I do not care. Mm-hmm. But I, with the Wizards, man, Bradley Beal's been a great bright spot. The John Wall era was really fun with the Wizards. Um, yeah. What about, go ahead, go ahead. I want your thoughts on old Bradley Beal. He's been real loyal to you guys.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, he could have took a max anywhere else, but he's staying true to DC, and I really like that. And I will say also, um, before I so I tore my ACL last year. Last year, not not really anybody knows about this, but okay. So I won. Breaking news
0: on Garage Talk.
2: Breaking news part two. All right, so I won a late model race in Tri County, May first of last year. The day after, I was bored. I was like, you know what? go play basketball why would i and then i went downtown and then there were some like randoms running five on five so i was like all right you know it's fine this and uh so it was a fast break and i went up for a layup and dude just tried to chase down lebron me and uh, i made the layup but i landed awkward and uh throw my acl
1: damn that's like didn't denny hamlin do that a few years back and miss some time didn't he do that yeah. one year? Just and, playing uh, hoops
0: on the street, dude. Tearing ACLs.
1: <laughs> was it worth it? Was it worth it?
0: No, because
2: I was able – well, an I, I, I was literally dunking before that. the easy answer. I was literally – I will send you the video. I was able to dunk, and I'm 5'8". I could dunk off one foot, and I couldn't catch alley hoops yet, but I was, I was getting there, and uh, I sold it
1: so I've been wow. scared to jump. 5'8". So, okay. so now, okay, so now you're scared You ain't to do telling
0: it. fairy tales right now, huh? You, you, you don't want, want to see my ID? What do you mean? <laughs> I, I might need to see you jump. I might need you to get out the car and jump.
2: Video, this is my ID. 5'8". Five,
0: five, I know you 5 5'8". I've, I've seen you. I mean, we're, we're, we're not skeptical person. about no the bad. height. We're I'm talking about, about the this. How, how high is the rim? How high I, is the rim? 10 foot hoop. I will text you the video. Okay. that's that, that's five feet I, I, bro
1: i think i believe you i think you i believe probably
0: you. got the new balances
1: on you got no, the I new to, balances
2: i had some running shoes on when i took the video so that even shows you i had hops.
1: okay yeah that's, that right. makes it a little bit harder
0: huh all right i'm well i'll hold you to it i'll take your word but yeah i got i'm still gonna have to see we're gonna have to put this to the test so when i get back to north carolina when I come up there, what we're going to do? It we'll make sure that we're in a in a good ACL non tearing environmental, uh, you know, that's friendly for that, so we won't tear ACLs, and we'll oh, see I'm not, hoops. I'm
2: not going to try to dunk again.
0: I oh, don't. so you retired yeah. from that now?
2: Retired from that. I'm just
1: mm, that's convenient I'm, for you. Yeah,
2: I'm fundamentals guy now.
1: I think I would retire like Bird, baby. If I had a, I think I would retire too. If I had a a full time racing career ahead, yeah, with a and truck thing, in America.
0: Like I
2: hurt myself and then the week after we raced Nashville and then the week after we raced Dover and Dover, I blew right front. and that was probably the worst feeling thing ever because like you, you wreck at Dover and then my knees still messed up. So it was it was just a that was a fun little three weeks man. Was
1: that was that wreck? everything mm-hmm. considered, was that wreck worse than uh Pocono 20 – or this year, Pocono this year? Because I, I remember that one. That was a really, really hard hit.
2: In terms of, like, how it felt?
0: Yeah, just physical – like, physical feeling on your body, yeah.
2: Uh I think the Dover one felt harder. But, honestly, the hardest hit I've had was at Bristol in the truck because, like, how it, like – I hit on the, like, side – like we didn't have window window obviously so it like crushed part of the center section so that was probably the hardest hit i've ever
1: had i understand yeah. how you feel i raced at gopro one time and got t-bone going like 20 miles per hour and it, it really hurt a lot you were there you were there actually
0: we were all there together at gopro for the uh what was that off oh yeah that's right yeah that's, yeah. Yeah, that's where we met. That's where we talked because i tried to get Raja to be like hey disguise yourself as me and go race for me in this race and he's like what he's like <laughs> everybody will know and i'm like that's the point like you know what i mean like i want to get a fake mustache for you and put you wear my jacket and be like i'm garage guy i'm going to race the race you know <laughs> like- also too so we're talking about the dc stuff obviously there's not i don't really know if there's ever been a nascar driver from dc um like specifically per se i know virginia itself there's been drivers but like from the actual city of dc are you the first uh native of dc to become a NASCAR driver.
2: Yes, but... What? You know who who was born in D.C.?
0: Who? Bill France. Bill France. Okay. So the owner of NASCAR. So suit and tie guy, but not fire suit guy.
2: Yeah.
1: That's crazy. I did not know that.
2: Look it up. Bill France, the original Bill France Sr. He was born in Washington, D.C., like 1914
1: well so, mainly the fact that you're the first driver to come out of dc that yeah. that's what blows my mind i that i would have never that's history
0: that. you're already written it's done so now you've got these companies like obviously for one you got the whole sports scene you've got all like like maybe now we can see all of like you know the the mount rushmore characters from the nationals games that go run we can see them come to a race that'd be cool we can have them race at a race Dude, that would be electric maybe richmond um, yes. So we could do something like that. And then you've got New Balance. So I saw you had your ad out for New Balance. Um, I want to ask you quickly big 624 guy, um, what's your favorite New Balances that you have in your closet? Shoes, I love them.
2: My favorite is the 990 Grace. That is the quintessential DC New Balance shoe. And uh, I had a pair earlier this year and somebody stole them at IRP because, <laughs> you know, our haulers weren't on, inside the racetrack.
0: Oh, that place was wide open, bro. Yeah. We were there oh. for that. Damn, I wish I had known you were there for that. Why didn't we know that Roger was there? We've been to, like, every race you've been to, bro. <laughs> like, And I'm just, like, it, realizing that.
2: Because we were
0: in the ARCA race. We were uh, not good. So it's probably
2: a good thing.
1: You know, that's funny. I had my favorite pair of shades stolen at IRP. He did. So we we that uh, we, we got a big problem with our, I love IRP actually, but uh, IRP is full of thieves. ERP. <laughs> Irp. Love that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Dude, it's
2: crazy. you against need to shady rays. I, I had to. You just they're really good. You can see your f- reflection.
0: You don't even have it. See, shady I'm a big ray's. I'm a big Clubmasters guy. I, I I stick to my Ray Band Clubmasters, you know, my Formula One Ray Bans. You know, I'm a I'm Ferrari a I'm a I'm a
2: hate right
0: now. It's all right. You can wear them. I'll let you wear them here. What what's the name of them?
2: Shady, Shady Rays.
0: Shady Rays. All right. I do Shady. like the fact that, like, right up there in the center, like there's no like gap. It's just all one thing right there.
1: You know, well, what do you got? I don't there? actually these are these like NASCAR themed ones. I forgot. Uh what did I think uh didn't Harris give us? That's these? the one Harris sent us, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah these are cool. I They're don't like not, them on me though, but I'm gonna be yeah, I love Paris
2: loop, those look like gas station sunglasses.
1: I like uh, look. Hey, I'm from Mississippi. Like most of my needs come from gas stations. Yeah, Rocky, we're big
0: gas dude. I bought. I had gas station Club Masters until we like finally started doing work, and then I rewarded myself. I was like, as soon as I get me a, a deal or something like that, I'm gonna go buy some real Club Masters because I wasn't about to spend like two hundred dollars on some Club Masters at the time. So I spent seven dollars like on new ones, like every three months, you know. That's how I roll and i've been, I've taken care of these to these day they're very sentimental to me I love them but uh but but yeah sunglasses are good they're good because you don't have to hurt your eyes um so shout out to sunglasses for that matter um other things too so with d c like who are some of like the big influences that you have from from there and like how do you think that d c could move to make more people in the inner city embrace the sport with through you basically of like what you can bring to that area.
2: Wow. That's a, that's a good question. Um, yeah,
0: I hit you with the I, hard ones after we talk about gas station,
1: sunglasses, that's how it rolls here. <laughs> he's worried about finals and you got, you got to, you got to, yeah, put his brain to he's the got to study and
0: one. shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
2: I think growing up for me, uh, you know, it was John Wall and Bradley Beal were, you know, the two star guards of, of the Wizards, and those were two guys to look up to. Um, and then obviously, like President Obama when he was in office, that was right when I was, you know, middle school through high school through his whole presidency. So that was a big role model, you know, in the DC area for us, you know, as adolescent black men. And, uh, I think now to be kind of in a situation where I can pay that back is really like, is very cool and I'm very humbled by it. And so that being said, man, like I just, every day I just try to, you know, be respectful and work hard and um, hopefully that, and, and, you know, I'm not doing this for, you know, any sort of reason besides the, uh, just my obsession with it. I feel like it's my purpose and, you know, any of the side effects that, that come out of it that are positive, I'm, I'm welcome for for all of that. So I mean, my motto on a daily basis is work hard and be nice to people and be uh, like, that's all I can
1: do. That was oh, a yeah. great answer. That was a really good answer. Well, I want to make you not be nice for, for just this question. You talk about you were a big Jimmy Johnson guy growing up. Uh, now, now you're alongside him, which is which is awesome, as we, as we talked about. What driver did you – or drivers did you grow up disliking or hating? And I know you had to have had one. Now you might be racing alongside of him. Coming up in 2023, I want to know who did you not like? Like, I did not like Jimmy Johnson. I like Jeff Gordon. I did not like Kyle Bush. I like Dale Jr. Who are your guys that you just like could not stand? I have to know.
2: So, for a period of time, when I was so for a period of time, I did not like Kevin Harvick because I, when Jr. ran out of gas in the um, Coke 600, I was nine, but I didn't like understand the concept, like, that had nothing to do with. Like Kevin, he just happened to be in the right place, right time. So at that time, I was like, "Hey, do do win!" And then, um, you know, was like, "All right, I'm gonna just be mad at him." You know. So obviously, I realized years later, like, there's he had nothing to do with that. Um, and then Brian Vickers, just because of that one Martinsville race where he wrecked like five people.
1: Oh, I remember that.
2: And then another Martinsville race, he wrecked Danica Patrick for like no reason um it just just yeah i just that's i don't dislike i really don't dislike anybody
1: just people duh, oh, 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 it happens to him sometimes keep going he'll come back all right cool um it's okay my camera got hot that's
2: just because you're on it
1: mm-hmm. See, that. Spicy. Look Look at that. hey, Yeah. That's, really. that's that nice guy mentality
2: yeah have you up nah but um To be honest, I really don't, like, dislike anybody. I just be mad at people's questionable decisions. And uh, my man made some questionable decisions, in my opinion. So, I would say, yeah. And then, like, for a period of time, like, I, I can't say I was scared of him because, like, I didn't meet him. So, why would I be scared if, like, that doesn't make any sense? But, like, I was just, like, scared at the thought of Ryan Newman. Just, just just like <laughs> just like all
0: right bro It's a it. scary dude that's a bouncer like he's a yeah. bouncer like he's the one guy that like comes to you when you ain't paid the rent dude like that's what <laughs> he looks like dude <laughs> exactly
2: yeah and so, but i met him at daytona um in 2020 and uh like that dude was so nice and i was like well that fear is debunked so yeah that's it
1: how about my- that nightmares awesome. nightmares about Ryan Newman just this this is Newman gonna...
2: this
0: is him. This is... he's just coming at you right here just
1: he kind of like doesn't have a neck anymore right I, I just I don't know when something did he that... well he, he Newman uh, we, all he? we all used to be skinny we all used to be skinny I love Ryan. Ryan, I, Ryan Newman think, I, skinny.
0: I think he's a great guy I think he's hilarious but yeah dude he's just that that's a buff motherfucker like he just he's a he's a sturdy boy I don't know how else to uh, describe it.
1: I did always a lot of corn. He got into a a good bit of confrontations, but I did always kind of want to see him get like in a fight, like scrap, you know? And I don't, I feel like that never happened. He
0: never
2: has. Because people knew what was up. Like he had beef with Casey Kane. He had beef with Jimmy. He had beef with um,
1: Tony Stewart.
2: Tony Stewart. But they all knew what's up. Like it was never. Like they knew what was going to occur. So it was always just like a conversation,
1: you know? Dude, they hit
0: that man in the jejunum, dude. They didn't know what to do. You know what I'm saying? Like
1: I remember that one with Jimmy back in like, I think it was like twenty thirteen or twenty twelve.
2: That's what started my fear.
1: Dude. Because I was like He was coming in hot at Jimmy. I remember that.
2: And a, a real thing, too, since Jimmy was my favorite driver, there was a point of time where he won a championship for half the years I was alive. So, like, it was really hard for me to adjust for the years. Like, he would win, like, only a handful of races. And I'll be like, damn, why is he not winning? Why is this happening? And that year, of 2014, he won, I think, only three races. I say only three. Only compared to his previous years. But he won three races. And so... Not, and that was like an adjustment to get used to, and then like he obviously got in. Well, I mean, it wasn't even. It was just a conversation with Newman, but obviously they was mad. I was like,
0: uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: "If you're listening, uh Raj has been very animated on this with yeah. with the with the expressions. You should have over YouTube and watch. I love but it. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I animated human beings.
2: I'm telling y'all, man. It I. I hope I don't make anybody mad, but I don't really care because I want to just be honest. I feel like a lot of the individuals and in, that have that have the fortune of driving are very very plain. Like
0: there's some mayonnaise people out there, bro. Let's be real.
2: Like I'm gonna be completely honest. You could copy and paste a significant amount of drivers with like their social medias. Fire suits, interviews, just the same across the chart. Which is, it's reliable. You know, it's safe. You know, you know, yeah. But that ain't me. That's just plain like.
1: And that's I, why we fucking love you. Well, we yeah we we respect that, and I think that had been a problem for a while with with NASCAR was that just a lot of dryness and blandness with some drivers, but. I feel good. And I want to know your thoughts on this. I'm sure I'm going to assume that you like it, but like the Ross Chastain, you know, Ross Chastain coming in a cup and, and just turning everything upside down. Uh, Denny Hamlin over the last five, six years has gotten so much more feisty than he was for the first half of his career, right? Like, uh, chase Elliott got into a few things last year as well. So do you feel like there's a wave? I know there still is that blandness and some people just have that personality of just being quiet and, and reserved. Uh, but do you feel like there is a wave of, and, and Bubba Wallace is a good example too, with, with the conversations he's been in uh, I think all good for the sport. And I want to know if you think considering everything you just said, that there is a wave of this blandness and dryness kind of going away uh, as, as we move forward.
2: I hope so. I hope so. I mean, it's definitely like Ross is, is a certified bad and, um, he has been a great, like, I don't know, I guess you could say mentor. I don't know. He's given me a lot of advice and like when I ran second at Kansas, like, you know, he helped kind of cheer me up a little bit. Um, and it's just really been something I can ask, ask about for questions throughout the year. Um, and so to see, like, and it is honestly just guys, like, being themselves and opening, like, open cover coming out of their show is the way I see it. And uh, it's been cool to see. Um, it shows that some people really are about that life. So, so some people are not about that life. Um, but it's, it's cool to see. So, I, I mean, I think if if guys won't be persecuted for being themselves, then it's all good because, I'm gonna be honest, man. I'm gonna just be my
0: own self, so don't. I don't really care. Gotta be you at the end of the day, always, man. That's like that's been my strategy from the time that we started this up. Like from everything that that we have at Garage, guys. Like we want to show that you look at NFL, NBA, MLB. Those guys are able to express themselves. To the way that they are and who they are. And that should be the same thing across the board, in my opinion, and especially with racing, because if racing is ever going to get to that point where it's back on the throne, which is what we want, this is why we're big into, I mean, we're always celebrating, you know, the nineties and stuff like that of NASCAR in the early two thousands. It's like, if we want to get there, you got to have real human beings being a part of that process and you talk about ross man one thing that dale and i both saw last year that guy is at every race man if he is not like he is at the truck race. He's at the Xfinity race. He's in there with the teams. He's looking around like he is so hands-on. And so to be able to use him and have him at your disposal to talk with and to get better. Like, I feel like that is such a privilege because like people don't get to see that side of Ross on national television. They don't understand that what that guy's doing. And so there's other guys in the sport that are like that, but like that's the real motherfuckers, dude, like that's those people that like you want to like have on your team, dude, for sure.
2: I agree with thousand percent. Like he, he came into, I ran the ARCA race and the truck race at Bristol, um, and he came into my hauler, in the, the truck hauler, to talk with me before um I had truck qualifying, just to check in and you know not even at first talking about races, but making sure I you know I was spread away and prepared prepared in the right manner. So, you know, there's some real ones out there for sure.
1: That's admirable, of course, with Ross, the way he came up through the rankings. Uh, I, it really doesn't even surprise me, like in the slightest. Um, but I want to talk, and maybe this could be our last point. We—it's funny. Before we started recording, we were like, "Hey, we won't go over—we won't go over 30 minutes unless we go down some rabbit holes," and we yeah. did, and we did. But it's been great. And uh, <laughs> I wanted to just your thoughts on the 2023 season. Like your demeanor—you y- seem like you're confident. Uh, everything you've told us. Gives us no reason to believe that you aren't. Uh, It's been cool to get to know you. I want to know when you think you're going to be able to have a chance to win a race with GMS. As we talked about a championship program in the past, how confident are you that you can go out in Daytona or I don't know what the second race of the season is, like Phoenix or something. Probably not Phoenix, but when do you think realistically you could go out there and, and get your first NASCAR National Series win?
2: all of them, to be honest. I mean,
1: I'd expect nothing less. Continue.
0: Straight up. I fuck with that energy, man. Like, God, dude, all of them. Let's go. Like,
2: look, this is the way I see it. Okay. I used to be really, I used to look at like myself, like professionally, like in a really negative light and always be like, not like I'm not, like I don't got what it takes or like, I'm sorry. And like, I don't deserve, you know, the chance I've gotten. But I kind of changed that throughout this year just because it's like, I mean, um, what's it called? Talent is not always proved, you know, by wins because there's so many other extenuating circumstances that affect finishing results. So I realized really in the back half of this year, like I could do everything right and things still not occur. Like, I mean, I was a couple feet away from. getting getting a few ARCA wins this year, and that could have changed the complexion of the entire season. I was, you know, a suspension part here, a right front tire blown there away from, again, winning a championship. And, you know, I definitely made mistakes this year. You know, obviously Pocono and um, where else? I I mean, some ARCA races and stuff, and um, some other times I felt like I executed and it didn't work. So it'd be wrong of me to be like, all right, I'm going to win X amount of races. You know, I want to finish or have these, you know, statistics because it's not in my control. But well, what I can control is the effort that I put in and the time that I put in and my overall obsession. And I know that is second to nobody. So with that being said, I hope that um, I have the confidence that I will be a competitor to win on a weekly basis, and I know that in my heart, but I also understand that things can happen, things will happen out of my control, so, um, and I, I will say that in my, in three out of my four truck races I ran last year, for, especially, like, the last in of the race, I was, like, the second highest, or third highest Chevy truck, every one, and, uh, I mean, that was bomb budget, so. You know, I ain't got no excuses the way I see it. But to be to answer your question directly, I'm very confident in GMS and the individuals that we have over there. Chevy is supporting me and the race team and I have all the nice bells and whistles. And I mean, I have a full season funded, you know, with the Wendell Scott Foundation and with all my partners. So, I ain't got no excuses, but to be honest, man, I think I, I can be in contention for every single race. And, uh, I expect to do my homework, which I will do. And anything else after that is great.
1: For it's awesome to see. Yeah, don't forget about finals. That's crazy. I didn't even think about that. you're still in school. Finals, yeah. Damn. It's cool to see the, the legacy of Wendell Scott passed down into to a point that, that helps you be able to race a full-time season in a uh, NASCAR National Series. So we're really excited to see you race full-time. Uh, from the betting side of things, can't talk about it. That's going to yeah. be fun, too. Hopefully, we'll get to see you in victory lane for many reasons, but it's been is real it, fun to get to know you, man.
2: Is it illegal to tell you someone to bet on me? Is that illegal?
1: Um,
0: I yes. think that in a sense of if you're not talking about sports betting and in general terms, you can probably say, bet on me, like, and just keep walking. I think because, you you, you know, people could take it out of context if they wanted to, but that's not what you meant.
1: You know, you're <laughs> just like,
0: I'm confident in me. Bet on me to win. You know, or what you I mean? could say,
1: or you could. Then he did it on Twitter. I bet on myself. I'm betting on myself. Like you could say yeah. that. That I think that would be okay. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Michael Jordan said that one time, and it
0: was not okay. So <laughs> there was a time. <laughs>
2: I, got, I guess I got to
0: pick my words wisely, but we'll, um, do, we'll, we'll definitely make sure that we we stay, you know, that we keep you in the lines on that one. That's kind of our bread and butter. So we are we always looking out for our boys in the garage, dude. So, um, one last thing that I wanted to ask. So, obviously, my entire life, I grew up. I I hate country music. i I'm a big rap fan. All I really listen to is like rap and like uh, you know like indie music, rock, and stuff like that. Blues. Um, Rick Ross, Ricky Ross, the boss, Ricky Rose, the man himself. Uh, he went to a nascar race and I didn't get to shake his hand or meet him and just tell him thanks for uh for, for making me just want to be a boss my entire life. Um, you got to go to his car show. Have you developed a relationship with him or do you talk to him? Like what what's the story? What's the scoop?
2: Uh I mean, I I mean I don't text with him all the time, but we you know. Exchange messages here and there. Um, I think we'll definitely have some collaborations hopefully coming next year. I don't know in what capacity, but we'll see. We got to get him to the racetrack, but he's interested, man. Um,
0: I love it. Dude, he's got a Jimmy Johnson's car. Did Dude. Just,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: was so awesome because that, like, Cobalt scheme and it's the COT, like, that is my whole childhood. Like, that was the – that is the NASCAR – Although COT was only for five years, like that is the NASCAR I grew up watching, so that was just that was also very tough. On on that note, I think getting like reputable people in pop culture is gonna be the thing that probably makes race helps push racing back into into the top three. Because like if you have like you know how uh, for the Super Bowl, for example, like you'll have various stars of of. Every everywhere, you know, show up like you you see that seldom. I would say like maybe for like Phoenix and like the Atlanta races, Daytona obviously, probably Chicago. But like if we get to that like on a regular basis, I think that is the uh, that's the end game.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. It's going to take.
1: Our, back in the especially in the early two thousands with NASCAR, it seemed like that was the case at almost every single race and. That would be, I think that's paramount for us to get back to that point uh, yeah. regarding pop culture. I think that's a great point, and I think we're moving in the in the right direction. I think we're getting there, but there's obviously a lot more work to be done. Thousand percent. I mean, you think y'all were y'all were
0: infants, but I remember like Jeff Gordon and Britney Spears doing Pepsi uh, commercials, and well, you, Dale, you were more of like a toddler.
1: Her at the two thousand her at the 01 t- wait ocean? no Roger wasn't, even- wasn't born yet dude Roger wasn't even born yeah man. uh t- the 2001 pepsi 400 with britney spears Whew, man other than that dude
0: thanks so much for being on the show congrats again with the uh the, the deal with gms we're excited to see in the truck series and uh 2023 is gonna be lit as fuck can't wait for it
2: appreciate y'all boys it was fun and uh i'll see y'all around to the moon